The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Breaking news. Well, somewhat breaking news. The Senate will delay its August recess by by a couple of weeks. I'm sure they're going to get a ton of things done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, hope springs eternal, right, folks? Uh, the will of the people and all of that. Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show Hour 2, everybody. If you want to get in touch with the program, uh, there are several ways to do this. Go to the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show. You'll find an email link there at the top. You can uh, comment on our posts. Go to Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. The way this setup of ours works is we post something that's informational on the Facebook page and it automatically updates Twitter. So we have linked both accounts so that, uh, uh, well, they work, they conspire together to inform you, which is kind of the whole, the hallmark of the Salcedo show anyway. Uh, I'm not going to spend any more time on on these, if you'll pardon the pun, trumped up allegations of collusion by the Democrats because they can't accept that they lost an election. I will talk about my interview with the attorney general, the 84th attorney general of the United States, Jeff Sessions. I spoke with him earlier today, and this is how the interview went. Hey, thanks, Chris. It's good to good to be in Dallas. Yeah, you're in town and you're here for a very specific reason to talk to the folks at at D.A.R.E., Drug Abuse Resistance Education. They have a a training conference going on at the Gaylord Texan at 1.30 in the uh, in the afternoon today. Uh, And some of the stats your office sent me were staggering. In 2015, 52,000 Americans overdosed. That's a that's a thousand folks per week. This is a serious issue. It is. um the most dramatic uh, effect of drugs we've ever seen. The deaths at at this rate are unprecedented. Nothing ever has been close to it. We have this high-purity heroin. We have this synthetic uh, opioid fentanyl often mixed together, and people are dying right and left. We had 2,500 Texans die last year from drug overdose, and those numbers are increasing. And the 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 52,000 figure you mentioned was for uh, uh, 15, 2015, 2016 numbers look like they're going to be over 60,000. So uh, we've never seen anything like that. We've got to do a better job of law enforcement and the Dare program. Uh, worked in the 80s and 90s. It, um, young people uh, in their 30s uh, still remember that program effectively. We need to start once again to make sure that the American people know how dangerous these drugs are. And the first, just say no to them. Don't get involved with them. Stay away from them. They won't get addicted that way, and, and they won't be subjected to uh, the disaster of addiction and death. Well, I, uh, I look forward to hearing the comments from your speech today. Again, one thirty this afternoon, folks, of the Gaylord Texan. And, and, and part and parcel of this, Attorney General, is 
is not having operational control over that southern border, which the bulk of illicit drugs flow across that border, not to mention people. I, since the Trump administration has been in office, there's been a marked increase in security and a marked decrease in illegal immigration. And it comes from this, this little notion that seems to have escaped uh, our political opposition, the liberal left. It's called following the law and enforcing the law. And it, we're actually seeing results without having not done much of anything as far as increased uh, obstruction there at the border. I mean, a border wall or anything like that. It's a very simple concept, isn't it? It really is. The president has made clear that our border is to be closed and that we want a lawful system of immigration, one that's just and and moral uh, and that we can be proud of. Uh, And we admit, you know, Chris, 1.1 million people a year to legal permanent residents in America. We are a very generous nation. But the American people rightly uh, are expecting uh, an end to this massive illegality, the drugs that come with it, the crime that comes with it, the human trafficking that comes with it. Uh, We just need to move in that direction. It can be done. Uh, These numbers are down substantially. Uh, The lowest uh, March was the lowest uh, entrance, illegal entrance uh, into our country in 17 years. So uh, but we've got some more to do. And we're going to keep at it. And people who re-enter after having been deported are going to be prosecuted. I've directed that every U.S. attorney's office have a specialist on these immigration issues in their office. And we're going to do a better job. And our goal is not just the reduction. Our goal is to restore the kind of lawfulness our people can be proud of. The Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, our guest right now, folks, here on the Chris Salcedo Show. And Attorney General, uh, you have the gratitude of this liberty-loving Latino because of what you have done. Not only has your office pledged full-throated support for Texas's sanctuary city law, punishing these lawless leftists who run these sanctuary cities who are standing up for illegal alien felons, you've also pledged to do something about individuals that run governments like the entire state of California. That state is about ready to pass an initiative declaring the entire state of California a sanctuary state for illegal alien felons. What I'm what, what I want to hear from you and I think a lot of Texans want to hear from you is that there is going to be something done in the Attorney General's office and in the Trump administration broadly to punish these lawless sanctuary cities or sanctuary states for their, for their not protecting American citizens of all colors, all races, in, in deference to illegal alien felons uh, who want to see, I, I guess, a return to the day when Barack Obama was releasing these folks out on the streets of America to plague us, U.S. citizens. What do you say to that, sir? Chris, um, I just urge California and some of these other jurisdictions uh, to not go down this road. It makes no sense whatsoever. When somebody comes into our country illegally, they're subject to being deported. But if they commit a crime here, serious crimes, uh, how can they expect not to be deported? The law says they shall be deported. And so we've got to uh, restore this proper relationships between our local and state law enforcement officers and federal government. I was so proud of the Texas uh, uh, taking this stand and the legislature passing this legislation. And uh, uh, so, yes, we're going to use the powers that we have uh, to uh, reduce uh, uh, and, and deny 
grant, certain of our grants, uh, the Department of Justice grants that for law enforcement, if we're dealing with uh, a local locality, a jurisdiction, they won't even cooperate with us on the on, on the normal relationship when one jurisdiction apprehends somebody who violates the law and another jurisdiction also has charges against them. Uh, the fundamental principle of law enforcement is to hold that person until the next jurisdiction can have their chance to prosecute them. So, yeah, this is a big deal. We're working on it. Lawsuits have already been filed against the Department of Justice in, in, in California to try to block uh, anything we do. But we're going to continue to uh, pursue that. Absolutely. Well, it is, uh, first off, from the Chris Salcedo Show and a lot of other liberty-loving Latinos out there, we thank you for finally giving us some backup in the federal government standing up for the rule of law. Our last two questions I have for you, and because I have limited time with you, I have to do them rapid fire. James Comey allegedly, according to several reports now, put classified information into his notes about his private conversations with the President of the United States. If his memos did contain classified information... Will you pledge that he will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law? Chris, uh, I'm not going to comment on uh, anything like that. That's uh, um, um, something that um, whether or not an investigation exists or not is not appropriate for me to comment. Uh, I understand understand your question, but I'm just not able to talk about that. I understand. Uh, lastly, Senator Mark Warner, your former colleague, uh, invoked your name yesterday with this whole Donald Trump Jr. Uh, nothing burger, I like to classify it. Here's what he said. I'm not going to get into how many times that Jared Kushner has had to amend his filings about forgotten meetings with the Russians. But uh, I will say that this is a pattern we've seen since Election Day, and it doesn't include just Jared Kushner and Paul Manafort. It doesn't include just Donald Trump Jr. It includes General Flynn. It includes Attorney General Sessions. I... <laughs> I know that you have pushed back mightily on this in in front of the Senate, in front of uh, your your former colleagues. But there seems to be this this attitude among Democrats. They have nothing else as far as policy is concerned to stand up for Americans. So they want to drag your name through the mud. Can you respond to Senator Warner, sir? Well, I did respond in my committee testimony and uh, other documents that I've submitted. And uh, I uh, am not going to uh, uh, take it that anybody suggests I did anything wrong because I did not. And uh, uh, but I guess uh, staying in a a big argument over that is not uh, worth our time. We've got challenges in this country. We've got a rising crime rate. Murder rates went up 11.8 percent. 10.8% 10.8% last year. Uh, we've got opioid deaths surging uh, unbelievably. And so we're not going to uh, uh, lose our focus on what my job is, what President Trump directed me to do, which is to reduce crime in America, to work to reduce illegal immigration in this country. And uh, I'm meeting today with the U.S. Attorney's Office here, federal investigators, had a great breakfast this morning with uh, uh, a number of uh, local people, Faith Johnson, our, our DA, and Sheriff Valdez, and Chief uh, Pews. So we're working uh, to try to do what the taxpayers put us uh, here to do, and are going to keep at it. Well, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, you have our our gratitude here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Sir, appreciate your time. Look forward to your speech later today. The Gaylord Texan, 1.30 this afternoon, folks, talking about the epidemic of opioid abuse here in the United States. Sir, a pleasure to have you here on the Chris Salcedo Show.
Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you. All right, folks. So that's how it was earlier with the Attorney General of the United States. I got some feedback on that already, and I'll share that with you coming up next. And that story I told you about how the Republicans are teaming up with the Democrats to box in Donald Trump. Back in a minute on the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Dismantling liberal ideology, one issue at a time. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes or no? Will they pass? Yes. Yes, we'll yes they will get a they will get a repeal and replace bill done. I believe that before the August recess, maybe before, maybe a little bit into it. But I know that this president expects them to get this thing done, whether it be before August recess or during August recess. The president expects the Senate to fulfill the promises it made to the American people. Now, will it be an actual bill? The first off, the first question I have for all of you out there is, will the Republicans get this done? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Do you think the Republican Party will actually deliver on a repeal and replace so-called repeal and replace bill? That's the first question. The second question I will ask you is, will it be a, an actual repeal or will it be a piece of crap? <laughs> That's what I'm asking you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Will it get done? I just told you before we got into this the sen- uh, the, um, the senator the attorney general's interview that Mitch McConnell is delaying their August recess up on Capitol Hill by 2 weeks why why didn't he delay it indefinitely we'll stay here until we get the job done why just 2 weeks that's my question how can oh by the way they want to do the debt ceiling too they went, uh, and Mitch McConnell said, oh, we got to raise the debt ceiling. Oh, we got to raise the debt ceiling. What do we, the American people, get out of it, Mitch McConnell? Well, it's a full faith and credit of the United States, you see. Yeah, the full faith and credit. Yes, sir. So what steps are you taking to make sure that we don't hit that debt ceiling again? That this government is living within its means? What steps are you taking, sir? Oh, well, uh, the, the full faith and credit. And we're going to raise our debt ceiling. Yeah, as you've done countless times in the past just keep on borrowing money what the hell do you care you'll be dead and gone before the the pied or the before the piper needs to be paid isn't that right mitch mcconnell what the hell do you care all right full faith and credit of the united states we got to keep on overspending overspending not my money i don't care just keep overspending so Look, I, if, I, if I sound a little cynical about the commitment to conservatism of this current Republican Party, I think they've earned it. So again, uh, questions before all of you. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. Question number one. Do the Republicans get a repeal, a so-called repeal and replace bill passed in the Senate? And then the follow-up question, the addendum is, oh, yes, and will it be 
worth the paper it's printed on. Put your thinking caps on. Dial me up. Tell me what you think. 888-900-3393. Okay. Now, that story I was telling you guys about earlier. This is a a write-up courtesy of Axios. Trump's other Russian dilemma. The House is racing to stop Congress. I'm sorry, the White House is racing to stop Congress from sending a Russia sanctions bill to the president's desk that would tie his hands in negotiations with Putin and potentially create the biggest political humiliation of his presidency. I don't know about that. But let, let me start off by saying, before I read on, folks, that I agree with punishing Russia to the fullest extent they possibly can be punished. As I said, I, I think there needs we need to engage in military reprisal after they invaded our ally, the Ukrainians, and stole their land. I fervently believe that. That American military might must be used to fulfill the promise, the Budapest, Mem- the Budapest Memorandum, that we would defend the Ukrainians if such a leader as Vladimir Putin ever took hold and became belligerent and thuggish in their neighborhood. Now, if we had not convinced the Ukrainians to abandon their nukes, Vladimir Putin would never have been so bold as to invade. But he did, because they don't have nukes, and he knew that President Obama wouldn't lift a finger to stop him, because President Obama was, well, didn't care about others (laughs) who were not totalitarian or radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. Barack Obama was too busy propping up the Iranians, propping up the Cubans, allowing the Chinese to get away with murder, allowing the North Koreans to get away with murder. He was too busy to stand up for our agreements. Anyway, uh, in meetings in secure rooms, administration officials are quietly making the case to Republican members that the sanctions bill they rushed through the Senate on a 97-2 vote needs waivers to give Trump some flexibility to negotiate with Putin. What's there to negotiate? Putin's had his way for the last eight years. (laughs) My my feeling is, uh, playtime's over, little man. Playtime's over. Uh, Real American leadership is back. Administration officials believe the bill, uh, the longer the bill gets delayed, the better their chances of convincing members that the bill is bad for diplomacy and bad for American companies, especially in the energy sector, who would be punished for doing international business with Russian companies. Well, but yes, we would also undermine their ability to export energy, which undermines the Russian economy, which is a good thing. It stops Vladimir Putin from from doing what he's been doing. Maybe he'll spend less time influencing American elections or trying to influence American elections and uh, concentrate on developing his own economy. And maybe he'll do a little more of what we need to have done rather than thwarting us on every step and every measure he can in the UN and elsewhere. I've got more on this. I'm not totally unsympathetic to the to the Trump administration, but I'm kind of with the legislature on this. Back in a minute. 888-900-3393. 
The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Salsi Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino. Welcome, it's everybody. It's so hot, brown is the new green. <laughs> it's so hot, I cut the pants off my pantsuit. Uh-huh. It's so hot, squirrels are icing their nuts. Indeed, it's hot out there, and it's hot here on the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze. Uh, you know, uh, we, we got some feedback on that jingle. Apparently, people are becoming addicted to that. To producer Ellie and that little that little creative jingle of hers, and uh, <laughs> we got we heard from one of the folks in dot com that uh, one of their significant others digs that. So uh, we're gonna keep it. <laughs> we're gonna keep much to Ellie's chagrin. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. I'll get back to that to that Axios piece because there's another peg to this. I want to. I want to put on there before I give my full-throated support to this to this legislature, uh, the Republican-controlled legislature. First, to South Dakota. Peggy, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you tuned in. Well, thank you. Good afternoon, Mr. Kraft. Yes, ma'am. cooler work you're at. Um, and answer to your question, do I think Congress will get it done? No. Do mm-hmm. I think what they pass will be something we want? No. Do you remember when you used to watch a dog chase a car? Yeah. And if the car stopped, the dog would stop and have this bewildered look on his face like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. That's what Congress looks like. They campaigned on it. They promised they'd do it. And now the car stopped and they don't want to do with it. You know, Peggy, I, I want to pick up on that analogy because the way I look at it is something very similar. The car is chasing down the road and the car is the repeal of Obamacare, right? And here come the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, barking tough, repeal, rough, rough, repeal. And then so they've, for six to seven years, the leadership of the Republicans, the Mitch McConnells of the world and the John Boehners of the world and all, everybody else in between, repeal Obamacare, repeal Obamacare. Well, they won the elections and they have yeah, control I, over the Congress I, and they have the White House and they caught the car. So now they yeah, caught they it. The yeah, they caught the bumper. Now what are they? Now they're being drugged behind. What do we do now? If they have no idea, they caught the car. But, but even if the car stops, the dog will stop. He won't bite at the wheels. He just stand yeah. there like, okay, you're supposed to move. You know, I have very little confidence. I I like the fact that that Mr. Trump has got a got a brass tear in his pocket. <laughs> That's just uh, this makes me feel good. It's like it's about time. The problem well, with the Senate is Mitch McConnell. Yeah, we've we've been so long without uh, a man sitting in the Oval Office. It's been um, you know a, a true honest man. You know, I know I know plenty of women who are more of a man than than Barack Obama was, but that's neither here nor there. Let, oh, yeah. Let's well, and, and this part in this part of the country, they're getting ready for the annual Sturgis um, bike rally, motorcycle rally. Oh, really? And oh, yeah. It's it's Sturgis. It's the first full week in August. Is the Sturgis. What part of uh, uh, South Dakota are you in? We're in Piedmont, up towards the western side near uh, Rapid City. Between Rapid gotcha. City and but in the yeah, in all the little shops and stores, front and center, there are T-shirts, and they have depicted the president in the subtle leathers 
but his fifth. <laughs> and it's, at least we know he's got a set. That's good to know. Hey, Peggy, let me let me ask you, because you said you don't believe the Republicans will get anything done. And uh, if they do, no. it'll be nothing we want. Who who, we want. who do you think is the one the Republicans are writing this bill for? Because we've already established it's not you and me that they're writing it for. Who do you think that they're writing this so-called replacement bill for? For the left. You think so? The left? You think so? I think so. I think they're writing it to make sure that they keep everybody on board. It's a big tent. We've got to get everybody under the tent. They're well, losing me, Republicans. They're losing conservatives. Well, they're losing, they're losing they've lost the they, well, They've lost conservatives. They've lost. Let, let, let me offer you an alternative point of view on this and who they're writing and see what you think about it. Uh, it is my considered belief the same folks who bought off Obama and the Democrats are the same folks who are now buying off the Republicans. We're talking about the crony capitalists, these oh, yeah. big these big moneyed interests yeah. who own these medical groups, big pharma, and the traitorous insurance companies. They are the ones who are writing whatever repeal effort, and it's, and it's a sham, whatever it's going to be, uh, because the, the Senate has already signaled it will be. So well, may, may I suggest it's those folks. Yeah, it is. It is. It's all those good old boys, and they pat each other on the back, and didn't we do a good job? And as they head home, a two-week recess is a joke. I think the uh, I think the leader of the Senate, Mr. McConnell, has got plans to last end of the September or August break. That's why they're not going to go. Do your job. Oh. And I'm really disappointed. I supported Ted yeah. Cruz early on, but when he comes, well, we can fix it. We can fix it. Fixing what? It's dead. Let shit die, will you? Just yeah. get, just just. I'm disappointed. Really I think so many. I think so many Americans are are so disillusioned because we all see the problem. We all know that Obamacare is a failing system, and all these Republicans are running around saying, "Oh my gosh, Obamacare is failing! How do we protect the insurance companies?" Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Obamacare is failing! Oh my gosh! How do we keep big pharma in, in a whole bunch of money? Oh, oh. And the well. and it's like the, the the it's like the rest of us are out here going, "Hello, what about we the people? What about the American people?" And, My and, husband and I are in our 60s, and we're yeah. working full-time to pay oh, the bills. Good grief. Wow. You know, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm unimpressed with Congress, and now we're not going, we're going to get handed that sandwich, and we don't want what's in between. Well, you, you know, know what? But, I, <laughs> that's so yeah. funny you say that, because, if, and Peggy, I don't even know if you've seen this. There's a video on, on the net. I think we made this back at the latter part of 2013 when I was filling in for Pat and Stu on Blaze TV. It's called yeah. uh, Obamacare, the crap sandwich. The crap sandwich, yeah. The crap sandwich. And we actually demonstrated what the crap sandwich looks like <laughs> right there on television. So uh, do me a favor. Look that up for me, will you? Okay. All right. All right, lady. Have a great day. Thank you very much. South Dakota. Peggy in South Dakota checking in today. 888 888-900-3393, folks. That's the telephone number. So back to this Axios piece about the Congress dedicating a lot of effort and a lot of time to punish Russia. And by the way, I'm all for it. Uh, Mark Short, whose White House legislative affairs team is working to amend the bill, says we support the sanctions on Iran and Russia. However, this bill is so poorly written that neither Republican nor Democrat administrations would be comfortable with the current draft because it greatly hampers the executive branch's diplomatic efforts. Isn't it funny 
that after we get rid of a leftist by the name of Barack Obama, the Congress grows, uh, well, to borrow a, a phrase from our last caller, Peggy, a set. Some cojones to sanction Russia and sanction Iran. And they don't much care about objections from the occupier of the Oval Office. Um, in this case, we have a president. But for some god-awful reason, Republicans and Democrats couldn't get together when Barack Obama was bending America over for foreign adversaries. That's complaint number one. Complaint number two. Republicans who are allegedly in control of the Senate and the House, if they were working as expeditiously on health care repeal of the, the Obamacare repeal as they are on these sanctions, by the way, 97 to 2 vote, and not, not that we have a prayer in Hades of having actually <laughs> anybody on the Democrat side voting for the Obamacare repeal because for them it's all about Barack Obama and screw the country. But at least having all 52 senators on board with a, an honest repeal effort, which, by the way, the work for this should have been done six years ago. Uh, I think we'd be in a much better place right now coming into the August recess, the now delayed August recess. So, uh, look, again, I, I, I really wish that the Republicans in charge would listen to the the concerns of the Trump White House, not wanting to pigeonhole him too much, giving him some ability to to give to offer Vladimir Putin an off ramp after we put the screws to him, which I fully support. But uh, now, 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 consider this too. There's a political angle to this too, folks. The Republicans conspire with the Democrats, ninety-seven to two, to drop this bill. That's, that's in the, the Senate. Now, over in the House, Paul Ryan wants to fast-track this as well. And they put it on the, the president's desk. Without, these, without the White House's uh, suggestions to give him more flexibility for negotiations. Think of the bind that puts the president in. He, well, if he vetoes it, then he's, oh, he's, he's backing Vladimir Putin. He's supporting Russia. If he doesn't veto it and he signs it into law, then it severely hampers his administration getting anything done on the rare instances where we can find collaborative opportunities with the Russians. So um, I, I feel the White House's pain. Uh, I just hope cooler heads prevail here. But what I'm afraid of, ladies and gentlemen, is that the never-Trumpers inside of the Republican Party and they're, they're all teaming up and colluding with the leftists who now run the Democrat Party. And again, I think that the country's best interests are left in the rear view mirror. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll, uh, we'll put the wraps on another successful show, um, I've got to say. But we will leave you with a warning from a member of Congress from the Freedom caucus coming up the chris salcedo show here on the blaze reminding america that limited constitutional government 
is cool. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Latino conservative, Chris Salcedo, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Uh, House Freeman, uh, Freedom Caucus, rather. House Freedom Caucus Chairman Mark Meadows said Monday that a government shutdown is highly possible if proper funding for the U.S.-Mexico border wall is not included in that spending bill. Let's hope that uh, over this delayed August recess that Mitch McConnell's senators noodle on that prospect as well. That uh, the American people want a barrier system. The American people know and understand a barrier system works. And it better be there if the Republicans want to see, have a chance at re-election. Last thing, I put this up on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page and a lot of people responded to this. <sighs> this starts... In Guantanamo Bay. This radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist. Cotter. Not. Welcome back Cotter. But K-H-A-D-R. Threw a grenade that killed a U.S. Army Sergeant First Class Christopher Spear. Blinded another soldier. So Mr. Cotter was inside a Gitmo. Omar Cotter. Now, he was put in there. He's a Canadian citizen. He was put in there because he had American blood on his hands. Of course, President Obama couldn't give two wits about that. So, President Obama, what does he do? Because he can't close down Gitmo. Failed on that little leftist promise of his. So, President Obama just started letting folks out. Killers. Terrorists. Letting them out. And the Canadian was released back to the custody of the Canadian government. Now, who's in charge up there in Canada? His name is Justin Trudeau. You will all remember uh, our loathing and disgust for the Canadian prime minister as he has expressed his love and fondness for the thug, the murderous thug, Fidel Castro, mourned the murderous thug's passing did he in which he earned condemnation for people with a conscience all over the globe but justin trudeau being a man of left what the hell does he care about people so justin trudeau with a wink and a nod to resident obama takes custody of omar cotter and in the intervening time between resident obama letting this cutthroat terrorist out Justin Trudeau arranges for a settlement you heard me write a settlement because you see Omar Cotter's rights were violated (laughs) he was incarcerated in Gitmo for killing a US soldier and blinding another Uh, but his rights were violated according to Canadian quote unquote justice and Justin Trudeau made sure that Mr. Cotter, (laughs) 
I'm not talking about the sweat hogs here. I'm not talking about Mr. Cotter. I'm talking about Omar Cotter. Received $8 million from the Canadian government. Eight million bucks. Oh, and yes, an apology for the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist. Ladies and gentlemen, this is case in point. Why we do not and we should never repeat the mistakes of electing the likes of President Obama. His clone is up in Canada right now. And I hope Canada learns the same lessons that we, praise God, have learned. Do not elect leftists. They side with your enemies. Remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Have yourselves a grand day. Catch you tomorrow here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on The Blaze Radio Network.